Diddle dum dum, British Strongman Podcast, episode 61. So I'm going to build on a bit from last week where I covered yoke, deadlift and log. Uh, going over the main cues that we saw from the recent seminar that, um, that Shane and I did. And basically the same errors coming up on the, in the, in, uh, the people that, that we just see on Instagram and see in person. Um, so today we'll cover stone, bag throw, and axle. So, Shane, start us off with some of the stuff that you saw on stones that that you see uh, common errors with people that are just simple fixes. Well, well, one of the main ones we had was making sure that when they pull the stone into the hip. Uh, that it well, well that it is into the hip and it's not kind of high up on the chest. Um, that's a really a really common one. Um, I think you get more force when it's pulled into the hip crease, almost similar position to where you put the log to to, to log cleaning. But on the stone, people have a tendency to squat down into the the bottom lap position and spend a bit too much time there because they want to uh, obviously readjust the hands, take the hands over the stone. And then what that tends to lead to is when they pull it in, it ends up high on the chest, so that when they're trying to extend upwards, their thoracic spine is being like, pulled into flexion. So then they've got to, uh, the, last, the last bit for them is to extend the thoracic, which is quite a weak position to be in with like a 160 stone or something so you need the stone slightly lower so that you don't have that that issue and, and obviously if you need to get it higher then you need to follow through with your extension and throw the stone vertical uh, and that's how you achieve the height i think people place it high up on the chest because they think they need to you know get that extra height and uh, i think flat, we've had this chat with flash haven't we actually because I think that's one of the things that Flash does. Um, so trying to trying to sort that out on it. even guys that have been doing it for years and years, it's a bit of a common habit. Uh, and then really, other than that, it's just your bog standard basics. You know, with the uh, making sure they're in the center of the stone on the pickup is still a really, you know, common thing people do wrong. And they bend the biceps round the stone. Um, well, we were talking to Big Mitch about that, weren't we? That he was um, yeah. curling himself into the stone instead of keeping his arms a little more relaxed, long. Um, and what else could there be, really? I guess in terms of a mistake, I, would, I guess you could throw this in there. Not training different techniques would be another one, I would say, is the common thing. Like not, not training um, heights, not training one motions, um, so that when you go into a competition that you've learnt, you know, you want to you want to go into a comp and know what you're going to do with every stone. Like, I'm going to one yeah. motion, then I'm going to transition here, and then I'm going to re-tack and make sure I spend my time on the last one, or whatever the hell your level of, you know, performance is for the, for the given stone run. If you just practice loading stones to, like, a 42-inch platform all the time, it doesn't matter if you've loaded a you know, double body weight or something. Most times in a comp, you're going to get a stone run or a stone for reps. 
and they're the times when you might need to apply a different technique so that you get a better better time or more reps within the, the time limit. Yeah. And I think I think uh, a lot of people like think that they have to like they should only use certain techniques when they like practice certain techniques when they need to. Like say for instance, if you're doing a light stone run at a comp, they might learn how to one motion or they, they might have um, high platforms coming up at a comp. So then they'll learn how to do it to high platforms. Whereas that, if you're just cycling these kind of things in your training and um, and you get used to them, um, there's there's other benefits that like you get you actually get loads of general benefits from cycling these variations, not just the specific benefits. So what I mean by that is, if say for instance you do it, you load into high platforms regularly, like without even if you even if you never do a comp load into a high platform, what you're going to do, what you're going to learn from load into a high platform is how to extend your body. All this like triple extension stuff that some people might be able to imagine but other people just think what the fuck are people on about when they talk about triple extension blah 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 you don't even need to know you don't even need to complicate what your ankles knees and hips are doing if you learn how to load to a high platform without like shouldering it and timing like a bit of pop even if you don't fucking understand it like you're going to get a massive benefit from it and uh stuff like I like I really like one motions and doing rep work with one motions light for and do, doing like say giving yourself little time targets for sets you know like say right I'm going to do a set of five in less than twenty seconds or whatever um, because like what what you'll do even if even if you never use a one motion at a comp if you're doing what if you're fast at doing one motions and transitioning to the next one accurately what you what you'll be, do what you'll do is you'll be getting that um you'll be addressing the stone exactly in the middle like just just um just like second nature because you'll be going up to a stone and just big breath squeezing it and trusting your hand position rather than you see a lot of strong guys that go down to the stone and then they feel around and dilly dally and shuffle around with the hands and um, not only are they wasting time, but they're spending a lot of time in this kind of deep flexion, bent over position that no, nobody really wants to be in for a long time. So if you can be, yeah, build strength in that kind of flexed over position, but also if you can build skill so you actually spend less time there because you're accurate with your positioning, then that's going to be really beneficial, isn't it? Um, so going to a bit more depth with the, yeah, I think, um, a big thing for like, say Mitch, Mitch, for instance, um, was he was uh, on the pickup. So his hand positioning, and mo to be honest, most of the guys were, were, the positioning on the stone was pretty good. Like they were pretty central. Um, but a big thing that like, say someone like Mitch was doing, in my opinion, was he was he was putting his arms too far around it. So he was like putting his hands yeah. really underneath the stone. So he's putting himself in like a really, like to give, to give it, this is a common thing where people give themselves the, they feel like they need to do it to get the grip around the stone and get more surface area around the stone. But they're putting themselves in this like kind of, dis it, it, they're making the pickup harder. They're making it into like a deficit stone pickup, if that makes sense that people can imagine. 
So the only way that, like, say, say for instance, just saying to Mitch, oh, try and be, make your arms longer and, and try and put your hands a little bit higher on the stone. This is going to be a bit of a mindfuck for people because they're going to be like, oh, fuck, I haven't got enough grip. What if I can't grip it? So the only way to do this is by practicing um, actually using tacky frequently. I see so many, so many people who, like, say, they train tackiless like all the time and then they'll save tacky to look on. Whereas actually we, we talked about it the other day that I think it's a very, very different skill. Like tackiless stone lifting is a completely different animal to lifting stones with tacky. And it's not just a case of an ego thing. Oh, I can lift a 120 tackiless. Well, yeah, that's fine. But you lifting a 120 tackiless stone you're, you're having to put quite a bit of effort into or significantly more effort into squeezing the stone from the ground. Whereas actually, if you just put a little bit of tacky on and you get used to the skill of using tacky, you can actually keep your arms pretty much relaxed and actually just uh, re rely on your arms sticking to the stone. So you can put all that energy that you're using on bracing to squeeze on the pickup. You can save that for the extension. And I think this is, this is a game changer for a lot of people if they, they, go, they go and apply that and actually just use the tacky a little bit earlier than they need to, assuming that they're going to be training for a comp where you can use tacky, which most comps do, like actually get better, like take away from this little snippet on the pickup, get better at keeping, like a lot of people say, squeeze, squeeze, squeeze the stones. But on sub-maximal stones, like actually get more skilled at keeping your arms relaxed and squeezing your chest less and actually relying on the tacky a little bit more to to pick up and then you'll find that you'll have a lot more energy for the extension and like we were saying with the tacky as well if you don't spend much time with tacky then you don't know what you're getting yourself into on comp day do you because like we spoke about there's so many different types of tacky and uh the one thing that i have kind of noticed over my years is strong manage it just, it almost just depends. Like you say, some people some people will swear by a certain tacky. Others will say it's crap. Others will have three different tubs for different occasions. But I think the general rule that you need to kind of, you know, stick to is you need to be confident in your tacky uh, because I think that plays a big a big role in being able to, like, to sit to sit down and grab a stone with pure confidence you need to know that you've used that tacky that you're happy with it that you know it's grippy and even if somebody else thinks it's shit if you're convinced you've got the you know the perfect tacky on you can go in confident and let the tacky do some of the work for you whereas if you've just put it on on comp day then or even one session before comp day you don't really know what the fuck you you're getting yourself into uh, and the amount of times I've seen people walk away from stone runs in comps, looking at their uh, look, they were looking at everyone and looking at the forearms to, to basically be like, it's the tacky, it's the tacky. And I'm like, well, it is, but also, you know, have you have you actually practiced with that tacky? Because if it's slipped right down your arm and not stuck to the stone at all, you know, is it the tacky's fault or have you put the wrong tacky on? You know. Yeah, that's it. So I, I've kind of been practicing this over the like last year with the 
I've got like about eight or nine different fucking tubs of tacky on the on the windowsill at the gym. And it's just all depends on temperature. Like you you like people get people get fixed on a certain brand of tacky, certain or and um change the temperature five degrees and it, it's completely different. Um like I, I use the I don't even know if you can get hold of it anymore, but the I think uh, Vinnie Jones has gone to Cerberus, hasn't he, or something. But I, um, but basically, yeah. I use the old the the old time strength training tacky over winter when it was like I could see my breath in that in that unit. All the other all the other tackies were just solid, um, and that that uh, old time strength training tacky was just awesome over winter, like between what zero and five degrees it was just it was brilliant absolutely brilliant um and pe- pe- people people say oh well you can just bang it in the uh, bang it in the microwave and uh, just to bang your tacky in the microwave before you train uh, when you're training stones but I, i'm not a fan of that because like after a couple of minutes it just sets on your sets on your arms and then you you lose yeah. your grip so so yeah, it makes it more pliable to put on, but but realistically, if you're doing like say a few sets or a bit of volume, you need you need your tacky to be at whatever the the temp- whatever the room temperature is. You need your your tacky to be suitable for that condition. Um, and like like I said to you, I I learned this when I went to the the comp in India. I was I was completely set on that old time strength training tacky. It was just brilliant in the UK. UK always used it, never had a problem. And then I took it to India, and I'd had some like other random tubs of tacky in my bag. And then um, competing in India, whenever whatever it was, thirty degrees ish, I came to came to set up for the stone run, and it was just like fucking water, like it literally, literally just it, it was dangerous. So luckily I had some other stuff that I thought, I thought in my inexperience, oh, that other tacky shit. Whereas actually the other tacky, whatever it was, I can't remember what it was. Um, it was perfect because like I hadn't used it for in, in England that much because it was too hard and too much fucking about. Um, but it, it was perfect in that temperature. And like I had no problem, I, I finished the stone run. Um, no problem with grip whatsoever. Uh, so since then, I've just had like a lot large range. So basically, I'm saying to people, I'm I'm not attached to cert- any any certain brands or whatever. Um, just just go go and go and get a few different uh, kind of grades. I think think Cerberus. I think it is Vinny Vinny is do who's doing it as like. Um, They've they've got different competition. They, they've got different grades. They've got about four or five different grades, I think. Um, so yeah, it's Vinnie. Cindy Cindy posted about it, um, saying he's got some deal with Cerberus. So yeah, it, it, I think it'll be it'll just be his. It'll be his tackies with their uh, label on that, won't it? Yeah, um, and I'm using the stab the the stab, the stab one from Affinity at the minute, and that that's really good. Uh, just because I ran out of the old times strength training tacky, um, it's um, 
in my experience, it makes a little bit more mess than the uh, than the old time strength one. I find the old time strength one easier to clean, um, but but it's been really good so far. So I, I, I like that good big tub as well. Um, Do you know something you've uh, you've reminded me of? I actually this is this is before OSG and all that stuff. But there was a a world in Australia I did. The world strongest man under 90. And uh, I was first going into the stones. And uh, yeah, I, fuck, I fucked them up because of my tacky. <laughs> I came second. <laughs> uh, because, the, you know, you're saying it was like water. And I'm pulling my tacky yeah. out and I put it on my forearms. And it was fine because we we're under this like, uh, like gazebo thing in the shade. And uh, yeah. I was, I was, it was on my forearms fine. And then I kind of had to stand out under the, the gazebo in the sun. It was like 30, it was fucking well hot. So 35 degrees or something. And I remember walking up to the first stone and they were getting ready. And I looked at my tacky on my forearm and it had dribbled all the way down into my hands and was just like dripping on the floor. And then I was like, oh, fuck. And then I, uh, yeah, I couldn't load the 160. I just had to load a 160 to win in this stone run. I couldn't, I couldn't fucking pick it up. Uh, yeah, bad times. If only I knew what I knew now. But back then, we used to use fucking, uh, oh, what was it called? I think it was just spider tack. I think that's like the only tacky there was. So if it didn't work, it didn't work. Yeah. So, so th- this is particularly relevant. Well, it's relevant for everybody, to be honest, who competes in Strongman, because like you can go out, like, can be what well, it was really humid yesterday. And then the other day it was like four or five degrees. Like there's massive fluctuations with the with temperature in our climate. Um, but also for, for the guys who want to like say compete internationally and go to other countries and stuff. And like you could be going, you could be going somewhere that's fucking freezing. You could be going to somewhere that's like if you're traveling abroad, it's likely going to be. Um, a different climate, different temperatures and stuff. So be pre- be prepared and um, don't get too attached to, oh, yeah, I swear by whatever brand of tacky and this one, that's what I've always used. Like, just be open-minded to go and try try different things and, and accept that different grades of tacky will be better in different conditions. Um, yeah, just, right, let's just, go- just get a couple oh. of different things for your gym bag. You know what I mean? Just get a couple of different tackies because then if you're on comp day and you pull your favourite out and it's rock hard or runny, you can be like, oh shit, and then just get your other ones out that maybe you don't regularly touch, but at least they're in your gym bag because uh, they might be a lifesaver. Yeah. So that, that's a good takeaway for anybody who's competing at stuff, competing in um, with stones. Like, have. Um, have a have a couple of different, um, like like I, I think the I think the names actually quite misleading where where they say like training tacky pro tacky or whatever the old old time strength for instance, um, because like I used to think oh well, maybe the, the pro will be better in a competition which I wouldn't like I wouldn't necessarily think it would like I think that like the training tacky is perfect. If that 
like say for instance you're competing at five degree in a five degrees in like a fucking freezing unit or outside like the training tacky in my opinion is going to be better than going to a microwave warming up your pro tacky warming up the harder stuff that's fucking rock solid getting that on like because you you want to find that sweet spot where it doesn't all come off on the like it, it applies on you easy enough and doesn't all come off on the stone on your first load. Do you know what I mean, Shane? Yeah, because the tacky's fucking boiling hot and then your stone is yeah. freezing. So as soon as you grab the stone, it just so then you go to your next stone and it feels like you've got no tacky on. Um, you've wasted all your tacky on your first your first light of stone, whereas you want to be able to have the grip, you know, towards towards the end, don't you? Yeah, but you don't want it to be too pliable because then it 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 doesn't stick as much. So it's find, finding that sweet spot. So have a bit of a, have a bit of a play and be open minded with the tacky. Oh, and also another little good one. I'm pretty sure everybody in Strongman knows this tip, but it's always a good idea to just put a bit of tacky on the. Uh, Top of your hand, isn't it, Josh? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Really, really good. You see, so many people who do stone run, and they might get to third or fourth stone. They look like they load it easy, and then they then they're going and they're looking for the mate or shouting the mate over to. Oh yeah, the mate's holding the tub of tacky for them to dip their hand in and and top up. Just put a big fucking clump on the back of your hand. Um, yeah, and then if all goes to shit, you can just grab it quickly and not waste time. That's it. And even when you're training as well, if you're going to do three, four, five runs or whatever, instead of making a fucking mess in your whatever gym that you train at, just you just put a big put a bit on you wherever you put it, um, and then put a bit on the back of your hand, and then just use that as your top up over the course of the session, and then you're not going back to the tub and making a bit less mess and stuff. Let's, let's, we'll, we'll keep this as a stone. Let's keep this as a stone because I want to ask you something as well about the stone. Because yeah, we may as well just fucking we could do a lot of stones, so let's just keep to it. Yeah, we'll you, do back throwing. Yeah, you were mentioning that you've gone away from tacking the forearm much and tacking the hand. So, just so to explain that and, and your reasons for that, because I think that's a good. Yeah. So what what I've like done in the past, I've always been like, it's kind of been a bit of a it's kind of a bit been a bit of a thing because other people do it. So I thought it was the way originally. And then the and then the other thing, a bit basically I'm talking about tacking the forearms. So you see a lot of people they'll put the sleeves on or whatever, and then they'll cover the sleeves in in tacky. Um and then use that as the method to grip the stone. Whereas what I've gone to recently is like, I've actually ditched the stone sleeves um, to um, it's fine. So sometimes they were slipping. Sometimes they were digging in a little bit. And sometimes originally, I sometimes I actually like practicing being in pain and like, Sometimes I purposely did some fucking um, sessions without my sleeves before I changed my technique just to make myself hurt. And I don't know, just sometimes I like training like that for some reason. But then I, then I realised that, oh, well, actually, 
instead of making my forearms bleed, because obviously your forearms bleeding, that's what you're kind of um, using to put in contact with the stove. Whereas what I've done recently is focus more on, on tacking the hands and using the, the hands as the, the grip contact for the stove. And it just feels so much better. And uh, now I, I just don't, I don't need to use stone sleeves at all because it just doesn't hurt my forearms at all because my forearms aren't kind of the point of contact on the stone. They're still in contact a bit, but they're not producing force. So um, as a result, I feel like I'm using my hand strength more on the pick. So I can actually, like if you, if you imagine you're doing like a kind of wrist curl or whatever inwards you pushing the heel of your hand towards your elbow down towards your elbow you can you can use that grip to 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 actually to help you whereas what i used to do was just try and clamp my forearms on um, also as a result is you you like inc the range of motion uh, and your start position improves because i'm uh, kind of put it rather than putting my usually on like submaximal stones instead of putting like my my hands really low to get my forearms that are covered in tacky in contact with the widest bit of the stone actually I'm putting my hands on here so the pickup just feels like I'm in a, in a much much better start position almost, almost like going from like say a mixed grip deadlift to like using straps like how that subtle subtle uh, change in start position feels a bit better and that's what it that's what it feels like so the the only di main disadvantage is um recording my like recording the sets for, like because you don't want to touch your phone because your hands are in tacky that's why i've never really used it before um whereas well, now the trade you pick up would you say your pick up is just as strong well, well it feels better that's so it. So, my, the, my, so the grip's not big. So you've it's not become like you were saying before. You might need to build your grip up. Did it? Did it start off feeling better straight away, or did you have to build build feel, it? Feeling, feeling better straight away because it because again, if you use the right tacky, like in my opinion, that this by the way, this is for we're talking um, stones with tacky here. Tackyless stones is a completely different exercise, in my opinion that we won't talk about today. Um, but stones with tacky is like, in my opinion, if you get your tacky, you should be practicing getting your tacky right. So you can actually focus your energy on the extension and the drive up and therefore get your pickup as efficiently as possible by having a, the right tacky. So, so basically if you have the right tacky and you and your hand positioning is good, you can you can just complete you can relax your upper body. You don't even have to squeeze the stone. In my opinion, so I think this cue will be good for people with uh, shorter arms as well because when people uh, a lot of guys have said to me like they can't do stones, they can't pick up certain stones because they're too big, and I think it's because they doing what you were saying before. They're trying to do like an, almost like a deficit pickup. Where yeah. they're getting too, too, they're getting like rolling the stone and trying to get too much under it, so to speak, and then they end up in this position where the shoulders are like in line with the knees, and yeah, because because they're short as well, the stones like 
on the chest already and they're like they're like eating the top of the stone while they're round it and it just looks really yeah. weak so like you say by lengthening and bringing the shoulders up a little higher and just grabbing with the the hands they're going to be able to hopefully as long as the grip's there and the tack is right and whatnot they should be able to produce more force and I think that's a, a good cue for uh, for the shorter peeps out there. I know myself because I struggle with the larger diameter yeah. stones. Um, but again, it was just something that happened for me. That happened naturally at the bigger stones when I used to do strongman. Is I just couldn't. I just gripped them a bit different and let the tacky do the work. But um, since coming back to stones when I first did a review in Hicks's, I started making that mistake of uh, trying, to, trying to get two under it. I don't know why I was doing it. I, I went back and started watching my old videos that I never used to do it. And then since I bought stones myself, I've, I've kind of gone in between what Josh says. I'm still tacking my forearms, uh, but I'm putting a lot of my hands and focusing on a lot of grip through my hands and a bit of wrist flexion and whatnot. Uh, and for me at the moment, that's feeling... Uh, like especially my bicep as well, because I was always like nervous of my bicep. But since practicing it, I don't even think about that anymore. Um, whereas I, I remember coming to yours before the last lockdown, and I was doing like ninety kilo pickups, wasn't I? Yeah. Uh, and being worried about my bicep, <laughs> and now I've I'm regularly I'm regularly regularly lapping the one sixty at my. Uh, and doing like extension sets with it so it's come on loads for me so I would definitely recommend to anyone who does that to try and take your hands a little bit higher up and just be more confident with you know letting the tacky do some of the the work instead of trying to get round it squeeze it all yeah and um, if, if people are worried about the biceps on the pickup just um practice um, just tensing your tricep, tense your tricep to lock the elbow. And um, if, you, if you tense the tricep throughout the pickup, not only will you, you your arm length increase, but your um, it'll 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 act as a break, so you can't bring the bicep into play to overly flex. Um, and just build your confidence with that, and then as you get confident doing that then you can go back to breaking at the elbow a little bit more. Um, but I, th I think if, going back to what you were saying a couple of minutes ago, I think, um, I think a, a massive error with, um, is pe people like using the wrong equipment and using the, like just using slightly wrong tacky. So they're having to squeeze the fuck out. Like if you're doing like a say, even 80% stone, like 80% of your max stone, like, like well, well, guys, go, go out there and practice it and t tag me and let me know, let me know you got on. Think of what, what your max stone is. Go work at about, what, 70, 80% or something for whatever, singles, doubles, triples, and just practice over the course. Of, say you did five sets of, say you, say you can do a 160 stone, Go and, go and do like say six doubles with a 110 or 120 and over the course of the sets practice trying trying to keep your arms more relaxed on the pickup 
and uh, this kind of chest squeeze or like arm squeeze or bear hug or whatever. Just tr just try and rely on the tacky a little bit more, re-tacky each set, and just challenge yourself in terms of skill. See how see how where see how relaxed you can keep your arms on the pickup. And I think a lot of you will be quite um, surprised that you'll get to the point where you're like, "Fuck me." I don't even have to squeeze it all on the pickup there. It just feels almost like a, when you get it right and your equipment right, it just feels like a deadlift does. Like, do you feel like, do you feel like if you do a, do a deadlift, do you feel it in your biceps with deadlift with straps? Do you feel it in your biceps? No, you don't because you just keep, you, you just, your arms are just pieces of string with hooks on the end to, that are just connecting you to the object. And if you think of that principle with, uh, with stone, and get your equipment right so you're not squeezing the fuck out of it and wasting all your energy and save your energy for the extension, then uh, I, I suspect a lot of you will be... Um... And also as well, like I see a lot of people failing like a stone pickup. And I think a lot of people fail, fail the stone pickup because of equipment issue. Like if you feel like, say, you know, when you see someone fail and it's like the grip slips and their arms slip off it, like most of the, I, I think a lot of the time, it's actually because you haven't got your tacky right. You're not trying to produce force with the hands um, and you're relying too much on that kind of squeeze. Um, so again, perhaps with that. So... I credit uh, Jake Wright. He he's helped me a lot with um, changing the technique on stones. He called called me out on a couple of things and said why um, he saw me fail a couple of things and said, "Oh, if you go and do this, go and do that, go and try that, um, you'll be better." Um, the other thing that he called me out on Shane was um, using the belt for heavy stones. So um, he. You, yeah and getting away from the um trying to stuck trying to hold the stone high like we said earlier in the in this episode um yeah. and just embracing the like um pr principle that I, that I like to think of right if the stone if you go to extend and you feel like fuck me the stone's slipping down like it's slipping down my t-shirt whatever like it's probably slipping down to the position where you should be trying to hold it in. Right, um, okay. Like if it slips down to lowering your hip, it should start lowering the hip. Um, and I think this is really specific to like, more specific to like under 90s, 80s, under 63 girls. Um, and the, the bigger your torso or more, mass you're carrying your torso, the more body fat you're carrying your torso, the more, I suppose, the, the comfier it will be to hold it higher when, you, when you've got it in the lap. Like you, yeah, you, I think you, that's you've where got that some... comes from, isn't it? Is people watching yeah. Big Z or whatever who just plants it on top of his belly and it's on his chest and then the under 90 yeah. spin oh, I need to pop it there. And it's like, well, you don't. You, it's, it's a different... Uh, different ball game really yeah and 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 by the way this isn't like uh fucking people some people get offended this isn't like say me saying that oh, for, oh yeah i'm calling you fat if you don't hold it low into the hips no it, it's not like you get get some big guys who are jacked who have got like fucking 
like a short torso and like massive thick abs who who'll be able to create a shelf like um but someone like me for instance I, I feel like I've got quite a longish torso um like even when I'm not even when I'm not lean I'm like my abs aren't bit, like I'm just it just slides down it just slides down basically and then when I get lean it's just since it since I stopped trying to hold it hold it high and they embrace the the basically just try and squeeze it into my hips I try and squeeze it into my pelvis it just feels fucking absolutely amazing and um and also as well it actually feels lighter like it actually feels lighter and I suppose it's a bit like what we're saying about the yoke last week. Do you, do you remember me explaining about the yoke and saying, comparing about low bar versus high bar or whatever? And in theory, yeah. low bar, you've got a, you're reducing the moment arm. So you've, you've less, you have to produce less force to stabilize the same weight. It's actually the same principle. If you're holding a heavy fucking object lower on your, higher on your torso, you're having to produce more force to, move that object because you're having to stabilize a longer moment arm does that make sense whereas um if you just basically if you try and squeeze it in in its lowest position where it feels really stable in the rack and then drive up you'll find that most people will just f- f- feel that it feels so much so much stronger and easier to stand up with let's say and like we've said before on the, on the on the podcast, like people who are scared, oh yeah, but what about the sacrifice in the height? That comes from the triple extension. So it do, it doesn't matter whether you're starting with the fucking chin touching your your chest, chin touching the stone if you're a big guy with a big t- big torso, or whether it's your cock touching the fucking stone. Where you are, and you have it really, really low. Um, if you're achieving that full extension, like you should almost feel like a like when you're finishing a log cleat. Like if you achieve that position, it doesn't it doesn't really matter where the stone starts. It it should end in the same position anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like doing a. We used to do because we couldn't we couldn't get a, stones out all the time back in the day. It was, it was a hassle. We used to do, um, it makes me laugh because we were actually practicing it without knowing we are practicing it, is we used to do a viper press on the log and focus on, um, obviously, when you extend through the hip, you're trying to chuck the log vertically so that um, you get that, you know, you, you don't have to press out as, as, as early. So we used to do light vipers for... Uh, stone volume sometimes being icky because uh, if we couldn't be asked to get the stones out we'd just be like well in our heads I think Hicks, me and Hicks are still the same really we clean the log almost identical to the uh, the stone load so for us it was a good way of drilling that triple extension because we would only use like an 80-90 kilo log and just focus on trying to get it to lock out without even pressing but it teaches you that vertical uh, that vertical line that you can achieve with a with a stone. So I think that, that 
for me personally, log and uh, log and stone are a great way to teach yourself. Like say, if you don't know what it is, you don't know what you're doing. Like we didn't know we were doing triple extension back in the day, but just by trying to get that that path, you you, you will be achieving it. Yeah, I think that's absolutely brilliant. I'll put I'll put it in people's programs where I'll put like say if say if the the people we train at home or whatever, I'll put in like loading event, um, ideally stone or sandbag focusing triple extension. If you can't be asked, you can do log cleans instead or log one motions or whatever. And I think it's it's absolutely brilliant because as you say, you you're focusing on extending powerfully through the the hips, knees, and ankles. But what you're doing that's quite unique is like you're wanting that ver- vertical trajectory. So if you just if you just forcing the hips into it, like it's gonna it's the line's gonna be fucked and it's gonna go out in it's gonna go out in front or whatever. Whereas like we like we've said there with the stones, like it needs to be that yeah harness the hip power that a lot of strongmen have. But it's it's. Um, doing it in the like a vertical trajectory if you will um so so yeah i think that's a that's a great assistance exercise right cool that was good happy with that shane anything to add by the by the way i fucking uh, I, I, like um pe- people message like clients message me and you and stuff asking about like breaking breaking stuff to low for technical feedback and stuff like that but like what a lot of people don't realize is that how much that we fucking learn from this by you know just like discussing it for half an hour like and it just makes you think and you said a couple of things that i thought oh yeah well i'm gonna try that and yeah that that actually would work for this client i've got or whatever and it's just fucking absolutely brilliant to like you just constantly learn that you I think that's the thing, like, um, sometimes I get a bit of stick for it because I said to with the videos and stuff, like, that, that video pointing out technique and stuff, you get, you get a bit of stick for it as if sometimes people think that I think I know everything and this and that. And like I was saying, literally just fucking 20 minutes ago, I was saying I've been practising stones because I'm noticing I'm doing some doing something yeah. wrong. Uh, and I've been doing this for fucking ages, you know what I mean? Um, so... It's all you can. You can never learn everything, especially in strongman. I'm still learning stuff every week. I learn stuff still, um, and I think um, that it, it would be a bad thing if I wasn't. To be honest with you, uh, it, yeah. it would show that I'm not really as passionate as I used to be. Because I go in, I try stuff, I watch videos. Like I said to you as well, I watched your yoke video about stride length, and uh, I've been blagging me head about why my yoke felt so shit. So I watched my old videos. I watched my videos in your, that was running in yours. Uh, and then I watched your video about stride length and I compared my stride length and I was like, I'm just striding too long. Came in, practiced it. Oh, it feels fucking loads better now. Um, again, um, if, if, I, if I was not bothered and just plodded through, I would still be doing the wrong stride length and building a base upon that whereas by analyzing stuff and listening to you and other people you can uh you fix you can fix shit basically and keep getting better so yeah that's it yeah like if people look back at some of the like that that's why i don't mind 
going in depth on the, on this about stuff that we've already covered. Like we've already do- talked about stones for an episode before, but we've learned so much since then that we've covered some 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 completely different things that we did that we probably did last time. Uh, I just think it's brilliant, and that's what we'll keep doing is just. Keep improving. Yeah, sometimes, right, we'll, sometimes we'll contradict ourselves, I'm sure, but uh, and we'll. we'll, yeah, we'll that's that's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, or you look at it like, say, for instance, like um, you look at the twins. Joe, Joe did um, one six. What did he do? One sixty to fifty two inches using the belt belt loop trick the other day, and like. Yeah. Whereas now, whereas now, like I've gone away from that and like new people that I teach, like I don't teach them how to do it like that. Whereas they're, they're comfortable doing that like that and they don't, want to ch- they don't want to change it now. They're like, well, what's the point? And they're doing like the, a five stone run in 20 seconds. They're doing the heavy stones. They're doing one motions with it. Like the point is like, you can just fuck, there's so many different ways that you can do so. And just, just because like you're doing something and it may not be ideal in terms of, oh, we're fucking rambling shit now anyway. But you get the point. Yeah. Right. Peace out, Shane. See you, mate. See you, mate.